Episode 36. Thank you all for listening to episode 35, Pass the Effin' Test. <laughs> I am Gary here with my co-host. Bear. And welcome back from the Wednesday show. Ryan. From the Grown Ups Podcast. So the Grown Ups Podcast, check them out on SoundCloud and the iTunes Store. Is that yep. right? Check them out. You guys are on episode six, not 69 yet. Yeah, it's like 62, oh. 63, something like that. We'll probably get to 69 before they do. Hope God, so. God, I hope not. Well... Because we're celebrating that one in a really big way. Are you? Yeah. Oh, you can't say it, can you? I don't know. Is that the one you kind of were waiting on that you weren't going to say anything about? Well, we've already picked out the title. Oh, I have. It's episode 69, Giggity. I love that. Well, we can't do that one. Oh, my gosh, that's fantastic. So 69, that would be seven away for you guys. And for us, we are, this is 36. So 69 is 33 away. That's 16 weeks. So four months is we will be at episode 69 in four months, Bear. So we're looking in April. April, we're going to be on your favorite episode. I can't wait. Cannot wait. Episode 69. God. We got to get there before April. That's going to be, what is that going to be? The Bear Saga. That'll be a good one. Something related to Bear. We we got plenty of time to come up with a title for that. Yes, we do. So... um, Brandon is going to be off. Jake is working again. I don't know how this, I didn't know this guy had a job besides when he's doing stuff with me on the side when we do the shows. Not that kind of stuff. When we do the shows, we have a good time. We just did, uh, so this would be a week ago, last Saturday, we did, um, you were there. What the hell? Five did you Finger do? Death Punch, Breaking Benjamin, In oh. Flames, and uh, Ashes to New. <laughs> or as Robbie called him, Ashes to Wednesday. Right. <laughs> so Break, Breaking Benjamin, fantastic concert, though. Oh, they're fantastic. They're yeah, we, we heard them. They were good. Five Fingers sounded good. We, we did pretty well. We sold a lot of merch that day. Yeah. What did you think of it? They had a um, Breaking Benjamin signed guitar by all of them, 500 bucks. And we sold, sold three, three of them. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Not bad. One of them was sold to um, somebody who bought the guitar during Breaking, Breaking Benjamin's second song. Of and the it set. went back out to the floor. It was standing room only, by the way. So they're mosh pitting. And he brought the guitar out there? Yes. No, no, no. I thought oh, they left the arena. Like they oh, left. that guy probably left the arena. Another guy grabbed the guitar and went back in Whoa. with the guitar into the pit. It's your 500 bucks, dude. Yeah, whatever, right? Right. And we've got we've got coming up, uh, damn, what the hell do I have in February? You're not, Luke Combs, he's going to be the first one. He's sold out. And right. then we've got... Uh, Shine Down, Papa Roach. Shine Down and Papa Roach, that's yeah, right. That'll be a good concert. That'll be on a I've seen, Sunday. I've seen them both a few times. A good, very good concert for both of us. February 20th. When's the Super Bowl? That's probably on the 3rd, right? So I'm good. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure. So, um, you know, as we get into this stuff, of course, thanks to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Check him out on Facebook as well, Wes Anderson Music. Thank you to All Wear Clothing, the primary, original, OG sponsor of Overline Sports Podcast. Thank you to Crandall's Quality Lawn Care. Give him a call, 419-704-5471. He serves the Toledo and surrounding area and not... Um, Albuquerque, New Mexico. The Albuquerque Isotopes. I like it. Okay. Also, thank you to Verizon, a true technology business partner who helps local businesses deploy technologies that positively impact operations and can increase revenue for the company at Verizon. We do not wait for the future. We build it. Go to their website. Get in touch with a sales rep in your area. Thanks to PNC in White House. Visit Cassandra at PNC, who will help you with your banking needs, whether it be loans, credit cards, personal banking. She's there to help. Everybody here has been helped. We are all over 800 on the credit score. Beautiful. I know Jake's getting there. I think he's still at 669. He'll be there eventually. Brandon, I don't know where he's at. 
but give Cassandra a call, 419-877-0634. And then thank you, as always, to Charlie's Dodge. Visit Ben Meyer. Go over there, get you a Dodge truck, get you a Challenger, get you whatever. 2019, there's, those are hot right now. And I think the 2020s are out now. Um, or no, 2020s come out in June. The 2019s have been out since June. So if you want to get in there, check those out. We know Chevy, they're done. They're getting rid of Impalas. They're laying off everybody. Volts. Yeah. Way to go, GM. That's why you go get yourself a Dodge. I have two. I have. I don't know your guy, but I have two friends at that dealership that uh, I could plug real quick. Go ahead, plug them. Uh, uh, used car sales. Larry Majewski will be happy to put you in a used Dodge Ram. Uh, he <laughs> well, sold that me, would be Jake. <laughs> he sold me two over the years, and then the um, the guy who's in charge of the service department is a very old friend of mine. Uh, unfortunately, he. Roots for the wrong football team, but uh, Stash Novovieski is a heck of a guy. See him. Say say that again. Stash is his first name, last name Novovieski. So, what is Polish? Polish, okay. Polish. Novovieski. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But for all your parts and service, he will hook you up. Probably one of the best guys I know. So. Charlie's Dodge all the way. So I'm, when I'm picturing this, does he have like the long hair? Does he play the accordion? No, not at all. Does he do any of that? He kind of looks like Urban Meyer. Really? To be honest, yeah. Does he eat punchkis? I'm Dude, sure he does. I'm, at some point I'm Polish. Time. Do I look like I have long hair and play the accordion? I think you play the accordion. No, never played the accordion in my life. Can't play. I the love piano. polka music. I'm going to throw that out there. I'm, I'm not Polish, that. but I love Polish. I, think I would believe that about you because we heard <laughs> your Spotify playlist and it was kind of all over the map. I, I, dude, I love everything. It depends. Right. I have moods for everything. Like if I And I told you this. When I need to focus or just calm down, I'll listen to opera or classical music. Calms me right down. I can focus on what I'm doing. Polka, energetic, have a good time. It's fun. And then I just love listening to it because Grayson would be like, is this mariachi? I'm like, no, but <laughs> no. close. I mean, in all honesty, I could take like two spoonfuls of life cereal, soggy with milk, chew them up really well, sneeze while eating it at a map, okay? And I still wouldn't be as all over the map as you are with your fucking picks. I mean, it was just crazy, some of the shit that was coming out. You would go from hardcore gangster rap to a song about how baths are fun, you know? Just right after, with no like really delineation between the two. He just, didn't even go to skip it either. Did no, he? He just played no, it. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. My son loves this song. Who was my number one artist by far, though? Eminem. Yeah, it was Eminem. But what was my second, like my backup? I don't remember. Was it dance pop? Oh, it was it was like, dance pop was your number one genre. Yeah, which, which is, is real fucked up because my number one <laughs> genre is alternative metal, which makes sense. I listen to a shit ton of metal. My number one artist was Taylor Swift. Yeah, so we went opposites, kind of. But I have two little girls, and I drive them yeah, around. Yeah, let's blame it about that. Right, she put out a hell of a pop album last she, year, though, too. She did. I agree. And I did Both go see her. Really I saw her in concert with uh, one of my best friends who's a security guard, and he, he maims people for a living. So <laughs> I would... I will go toe to toe with anyone who wants to give me shit about seeing Taylor Swift or listening Dude, to Taylor Swift. I love Tay Tay. <laughs> she has too. a playlist. She has a playlist on my Spotify. She's really good at what she does. Yeah, she's great. She writes all her stuff. She's great. She's she looks good. I'm not saying I'll I don't have weird shit on my Spotify, but I'm, Taylor Swift is not there. Now no. you might find some Hall and Oates or something. I oh god, I won't no. de- I won't <laughs> deny that. What is that? Um, she's a rich girl. You make my dream yep. come true. Yeah, yep. there you go. <laughs> There you go. No, um, but back to the um, alternative metal really fast before we rip into this wrestling episode. What do you think of Rock on the Range changing the Sonic Music Temple, and are you going to go? Uh, I already bought my tickets. So, so did I, just making yeah. sure. 
Yeah, I, I've I've only missed one rock on the range ever, and it was last year. It's because we had just had a baby. Um, kind of sucks that you the have last, a baby. Yeah, the last <laughs> one was the last one, but I already got my tickets for Sonic. I like the uh, I like the lineup. Anybody who's crying about this lineup really needs to go online and look at Chicago Open Air's lineup. They have two days. The tickets are about twice the price, mm-hmm. and they have maybe a third of the uh, the bands. Okay. So I haven't looked at I haven't looked up Chicago. I saw one down in Florida, which was or no, it was Carolina Rebellion. Excuse me, that was the one I looked at. That's same as da- that's Danny Wimmer too. Is it okay? He's being sued by AEG right now. They're saying that he basically stole Rockin' the Range out from under them. I saw that. Um, no, it's a really good lineup, and a lot of my uh, like my favorite band right now and has been for a couple of years is Avatar. Okay. Um, so they're there. Um, in this moment's there. I'm Tom stoked. Morello's there. Tom Solo? Morello's there. Have you seen Foo Fighters? Dave Grohl. Play? I've never. They're, no, and there are them and System of Down are I, two bands on my two top five bands on my bucket list. So I get to cross them both off this year. I oh. am. I'm. I'm very Foo Fighters. I mean, I was going to go regardless. I'm happy that they announced the lineup before you bought tickets. Yeah. Either way, I was going to go. Didn't. That, really yeah, because they haven't done that in a couple last couple of years. They you had to buy all, tickets yeah. first. Yep. And then you didn't know what you're getting. The only thing I didn't like about it is when they did it. You know, I'm there literally at noon, ready to get my tickets, ready to go. Boom! I'm in like the fourth tier at at twelve and twelve seconds. I'm like, what the hell? How does that even right. happen? And I'm buying, of course, five tickets because I said, yeah, sure, I can get them for cheap. No, nah, right. it didn't happen. But, I bought pre-sale and I still got second tier, and I, I did pre-sale like within at 10 a.m. And that's the problem is I had the pre-sale. I had them sitting there at the 289, which was I think tier three. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. Had no shot. Had no. no shot at all. Explain the tiers. Well, so they release them so it's like 189 for oh, the first cost. tier. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, they, and it goes down as people grab them as they come. So Are they sold out yet? No, no. I look at it this way, though. Like, I look at tier four as what the price of the ticket is. Anything less than tier four, you got a deal. And Absolutely. when you look at the number of bands over the course of three days, you're getting a deal. And I know that, you know, they have two side side stages playing where you, there are two different bands playing at the same time. So you're, you're going to have to make choices. Yep. And sometimes those choices are a bitch. They are. Um, but at the same time, you're still, if you wanted to, and you hit it every day, you could see 20 bands in a day. Easy. Easily. Yeah. And we map it out. We know. We know who we want to see at each one and know when to go. Some days, I don't even want to go into 4 o'clock because no right. one's going to be there exciting. And then other days, I want to be there right when the gates open. Absolutely. I'm, I'm very excited. I think this uh, Bring Me the Horizon is going to be phenomenal. Chevelle's back. Uh, we got to see them two years ago. It was absolutely amazing. I'm excited to see Chevelle again. So right. there will be some good ones coming. Bring Me the Horizon's uh, a lot like Bullet from my Valentine where – if you're on the floor for that, and I always go floor, yep. but if you're on the floor for that, your feet might not touch the ground because everyone's so packed in, everyone's all together. You you could be actually defying gravity during that set. It's fucking exciting. Well, the good thing is, I'll tell you both. I've seen System of a Down and Foo Fighters, and because I've sold for both of them too, so I've been paid to work their shows. Foo Fighters, it won't be the same, obviously, when you guys go. And I was at their show in Louisiana when I sold it, and you got to see a majority of the time because, as you know, when you're working merch, when the main goes on, you're done. You could go catch the show for most of it if you wanted to. Oh, yeah. Foo Fighters played for three hours. 
Dave Grohl is awesome. He's probably the best human being in rock and roll. It'll be close too. They'll they'll play for that. I mean, Metallica did it. Red Hot Chili Peppers did it. They're gonna play for. Ever. They'll play for a good amount of time. And Metallica did it. And they said they even came out and said we don't we don't give a fuck. We know we're gonna be over. We'll pay the fines to the city. They did not care because we got rained out, and that was the best part. Right. Vol- Volbeat played half their set, got rained, and that was two years ago, right? Yes. That was two years ago, yeah. Yeah, and then James comes out and is like, I don't understand. It's just fucking water. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and it was great. And we got – it was just me and my buddy. Everyone went back to the camper like pussies. So we got side stage, I mean, literally right there on the gate. Absolutely phenomenal. I mean, and, I couldn't have been in a better spot. And Volbeat's one of my favorite bands. They always kill it. The um, I'm really excited about this year, though, because there's a couple of bands that I've never seen uh, outside of the big ones with Foo Fire and so, so – uh, but Parkway Drive – I love. I've been listening to them for the. I think I discovered them about three years ago, mm-hmm. um, and got really hip to them. And have not had a chance to see them live. I'm finally going to get to see them. And Pussy Riot, which not only is a, a band that's so much great. fun to say, that's a great fucking band. They're and they're great. at Rock on the Range. Like compare them to Baby Metal. I oh. listened. I listened to Pussy Riot, and I was like, oh my god, that's. And they're not Asian, but it they're kinda, Russian. Oh, even better. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Um, oh, Hailstorm. Shit. Hailstorm's probably the so best. Has the, the uh, best drummer in all of metal. You think we'll get in, in trouble for that if we name the episode that? Which Pussy P- Riot? Pussy Riot? Russian Pussy eh. Riot? Russian Pussy yeah, Riot? Yeah, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> That's just me, though. Remember, we're um, on Spotify and iTunes now, so Russian P Riot. So I, I I'm excited about the Fever three three three, and yes. then also I have gone to. I have gone and seen the Struts as an opening act just to see the Struts because the Struts kill it. Yeah. Uh, so I saw the Struts open for a band I didn't care about, and I can't even remember what it was. My girlfriend cared about them, though. But okay. Is she yeah. going to Rock on the Range? Yeah, we go. Or whatever it's called. What's yeah. it now called? Dude. Sonic Temple. Three days away from our kids and day drinking. Hell yeah. She likes to go. And I just I just went back to look right. again. I, for, I forgot Disturbed is playing, and they were there a couple years ago. Yeah, An yeah, amazing Disturbed. set. That'll be great. Kill Switch Engage is going to be phenomenal. They are great. And Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Totally here's, underrated. Here's my problem with Kill Switch. Um, I used to love Kill Switch. And they went back to their original lead singer. Henry Jones, I think, was the, the second lead singer. He's the... Uh, He's got diabetes, and he couldn't tour as much with their schedule. And I don't like the the original guy nearly as much as I liked him. And he was kind of like a, um, I don't know, it was kind of cool to have him because you don't get a lot of diversity in metal. And here you had a black guy who probably had the best voice in metal who could scream like no one else Mm -hmm. could scream. And he's got his own band band called Light the Torch, and they're fucking awesome. But Kill Switch is not nearly as good without him. Okay. Be interesting. I'm sorry, this is a wrestling podcast, no, 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 right? No, no, it's okay. We're fine here. And since you brought that up, it, it just reminded me of something else, and I had to pull this back up because I was laughing so hard when I read it. For every cigarette you smoke, God takes away an hour of your life and gives it to Keith Richards. Jesus. I totally agree with that. And I, I've seen the Stones, okay? So have we. We worked the Stones. We worked the Stones. Yeah. I've worked them four or five times. I, I, yeah, but I shouldn't be saying that. They, they, were, they were big in the 60s and 70s. It's, yeah, it, I saw him in like 2015. Same. I shouldn't. Did you see him in Columbus, Detroit, Comerica? Where did we sell them at? We sold them in Indianapolis. Indi- we, we worked. Oh, in Indianapolis and I sold them in Kansas the City too. Yeah, I sold both of those. Okay, last thing too before we get into this, just last comment. Yep. Lamb of God's coming back. That was the first first uh, first crowd surf mosh pit I've ever been in. That was my first crowd surf. Was Lamb I? Of God. I love Randy Blythe. He is what like 45, 50 years yeah. old. He still sounds the same after all these years. Right. Um, 
Excited you cannot hear Redneck enough times as a metal fan live. It's insane. I do want to say this. They have a comedy tent. Have you looked at who's oh, in the Andrew comedy Dice tent? Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. Fucking Andrew, Andrew Dice, Dice Clay. Clay. Pauly Shore. <laughs> yep. That's Unreal. insane. Andrew Dice Clay, though, I before I haven't seen the comedy, I will go see him. Like, I will stand in line. He is... I've, I've done it once. Brian Posehn was there one year, and I had to see Brian. But other than that, I, I just kind of this, avoid the comedy I, tent. Fuck Pauly Shore, by the way. Don't care. Don't Andrew, care. Andrew Dice Clay, like one of the best comics of the late 80s, I mean... I'm going to go see him. I, I might to. go see Henry Rollins just because he's Henry Rollins. And I like him as an actor more than I do as a comedian. Um, Where, what is he, what is he, because I can't place the face. He it did a familiar. really good movie. He does a lot of spoken word stuff. But he did a really good movie, if you're watching Netflix, called He Never Died. And it's basically the story of Cain from the Bible. Mm-hmm. He's Cain. And he's, uh, you know, in the book of Genesis, he's damned to walk the earth as the first murderer. Okay. He's still walking the earth. Okay. And Interesting. He's and pissed what, at God. And what he's, was that yeah. called? He he never died. He never died. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to look that it's up. It's been on so. Netflix. I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but if you have a jailbroken fire stick, have at it. Enjoy your day. We're not promoting or condoning illegal content. But anyway. But that's a perfect <laughs> yeah. segue saying Kane right into wrestling. I- I am Kane. Uh, I got a few things. I want you to find that thing that Brandon sent us that Cody Rose tweeted back to somebody, which I thought was fantastic. What, what is Glenn Jacobs' job now, though? He He's is the, the mayor, mayor of, of Knoxville? Knox County. Or Knox County? Knox County. Which and includes Knoxville. Yep. Yeah. So he's the mayor That's of That's fucking huge. It's like the second largest city in Tennessee. That's great. And, and I have a quote here from Chris Jericho. This is from back in the day, just because I want to remind you. And because you, you have something that's coming up. And I, I do have two comments about it. So... Give yours first. What did Brandon, what did Cody Rhodes, what did somebody say to Cody Rhodes and Cody say back? Okay, so somebody, and they were, someone was in, they were talking something on Twitter. I don't know the whole conversation. But the guy, at BlessedCurse17, most importantly, quote, unquote, professional wrestling is fake. And Cody Rhodes tweeted him back and said, Christian Bale wasn't actually Batman, but no human being was ever so fucking flat out stupid that they needed to say it out loud. Fun fact that I saw today, though, while you mentioned that. You know who did meet Christian Bale and thought he was Bruce Wayne? Christian Bale? No joke. Our current president, Donald Trump, (laughs) thought Christian Bale was Bruce Wayne. Nothing about that surprises me. Nothing. So this quote from Chris Jericho about fake. So I, I thought this was very good when you're talking in terms of wrestling. Fake is not a word I like to use because there's nothing fake about what I do. It's a show. It's a predetermined outcome. We're putting on a television drama, action comedy, whatever you want to call it, but it's not fake. Fake would be if I was just about to take a body slam and my stuntman did it. Fake would be if I was going to take a chair shot to the head and the chair was made of rubber. I'll tell the world that it's a show, but I hate the word fake. It's such an unfair term to us. Totally agree. Absolutely, 100%. I mean, you, it's it's still athletic at the end of the day. There's nothing fake about it and, at all. And yes, is, the storyline isn't yeah. real, but it's it's a movie. It's a TV show. It's a drama. It's a so it's a male soap opera. And I know you're I know you're kind of away from wrestling now, but I could pull you back in a little bit. Jericho had his first cruise that he put together, which was the... It was yeah, the, you wanted to go on this. Dude, it yeah. was so cheap. It was stupid cheap to go on this. It was a Chris Jericho rock and rager or whatever. And they were the headliners, of course. But you had Mick Foley was on there, did his stand-up about the 20 years, went from hell in a cell. He did that. Jerry Lawler was on it. JR was on it. DDP was on it. All these guys were doing stuff. There were other bands on it, like the Cherry Bombs were on there. There's a few other bands I don't remember, but the promotions is what got me. Part of New Japan was there. Mm-hmm. Impact Wrestling was there. Ring of Honor was there. 
it was insane what he was able to pull together with this. Isn't DDP like doing like a lot the of yoga? New life, yeah. Oh, dude, health cleanse. It's insane. And, yeah, yeah. He's like what he's done for people is absolutely incredible. I saw him try to get Jake the Snake clean, and he did. Yeah, and he did that with Scott Hall too. They both yeah. look great, and yeah. it's amazing what he's been able to do. And Brandon from the show, he does DDP yoga, and he swears by it. Yeah, yeah. Chris Jericho swears by it, and I can see that the guy's forty-eight years old, but he's prime condition. No, he looks the same. Yeah. He doesn't age at all. He's a vampire. And he it's right like now, and, right? <laughs> and he's doing yes. He is doing New Japan stuff right now, and he's going to be at the Tokyo Dome in January, which is is that's a Chris Jericho thing. He can do whatever he wants. Going back to fake though, you guys are definitely more emerged in this world than than I have been for some time. Right? Do you run into people that don't understand that it's a show that don't that that actually think, you know, it's real? Yeah. <laughs> uh, not anymore. Uh, I think it's pretty well known that it's staged and it's entertainment. But you'll get your fans out there, and usually. You know, I work with individuals with disabilities. Our company does. We're the largest in the state of what we do for Voc Rehab. Most of the time, I see people with disabilities, and more it's more along the, the autism spectrum or anywhere else, that they really buy into it and believe. And I don't blame them. You look at John Cena, who's one of the greatest human beings alive when it comes to Make-A-Wish Foundation. He, what, he's over 500 now, isn't he? He's over 500 wishes. Yeah, I mean, he's he, number he's, one. He's number one. He's top. He's number one requested, and he never turns down a wish. Which is amazing. So wow. they think it's real. That's impressive. Yeah, he never turned anything down. The guy. I'm not incredible. surprised by that because he. I mean, you see him in the in film, and you know that he just whatever it takes to make people happy. That's what he wants to do. Except if it's Nikki Bella, he obviously didn't do what he needed to do to make yeah, her happy. I heard about that. <laughs> yeah, but she's out, you know, slanging and banging whatever, and who mm. knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. The same. Well, he well he's in China now. He lives with Jackie Chan as he's filming over there. So he grew out his hair. He's got long hair now. So, Cena does? Yeah, he's living with Jackie Chan as he's That's getting ready hilarious. for his movie. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. What are they doing? Rush Hour 7? <laughs> <laughs> Chris Tucker's by. I watched Friday last night when I was in, in, uh, in the office, so it was pretty good. I was sitting in the office in the house last night and trying to get stuff done. It was 2 in the morning, and I was like, I couldn't fall asleep. I fell asleep at 3 o'clock, and I ended up waking up at like 4.45. Like, I hate my life. And I've been up since. So, you know, it'll be nice to go home, leave the ex-wife's house. Thank God she hasn't come out today. But um, <laughs> it'll be okay, you know, moving on. So we got into a lot of stuff uh, that we, we really didn't intend to, but the rock stuff is fun to talk about. And what are you excited about over there on this Saturday morning? Um, Nothing. No, okay. Sorry. No, you're fine. I just like to pump my fist randomly on Saturday mornings, kind of like Jersey Shore back in the day. And I hated that show, by the way. <laughs> Never saw an episode of my life. Good for you. So you know yeah. who Snooky is, though. I know who they all are. Good for you. Yeah, I'm aware. I mean, I'm assuming most of them have some sort of ver- venereal disease they haven't identified yet. Nice. Oh, the, uh, you know, it, it, it is what it is, man. It's... Jersey Shore ex-wife like to watch that garbage, but you know I, yeah, she I, falls into that category. I she have is yet to meet a guy who said, "Yeah, that's my shit." But Brandon, Kenny, oh yeah, Kenny did yeah, like he that. He loved that shit. It yeah, was embarrassing. But he, I know a lot parties. of a lot of women in their twenties and thirties, early thirties. They love Jersey Shore. That's you know they grew up with. Or those were the high school and college years. Well, that was ex-wife straight up. She's into that trash. She's just like him. So it is what it is. So Justin on the Twitter, we'll get into that. So you will appreciate this, Ryan. Mick Foley, who we're going to talk about, and we're going to see in a match we watched. One of my all-time favorites. And that's what he said, my all-time favorite wrestler. Who is your favorite persona of his and why? Of Foley's? Yes. 
Um, well, you got three. You got Cactus Jack, Dude Love, and Mankind. And if you pick Dude Love, you're an idiot. Um, <laughs> Cactus Jack has these moments. And I think if you're a Terry Funk fan, you're probably a Cactus bang, bang. Jack fan. But Mick Foley as Mankind is... I, I, I really think that he tapped into something special with that. Like when he's in the boiler room... In the fetal position, talking to his mommy, you know, and he hurt me, mommy. He hurt me bad. You, you really feel like there's a part of him that just kind of believes that. And then when I've, I've actually met Mick before, um, and he's he's super super nice guy, and I don't think he could be any further away from mankind as a person than he is. But he just was able to. I don't know. I I, I bought it when he put the mask on, and I know that's not who he is at all. But he played that so well, so much better than Cactus Jack, who's supposed to be, you know, this Western gunslinging or Texas gunsling. That's not him. I bought him much more as a kid who got real fucked up as a kid and lived in the boiler room and just, you know. No, oh, he was he was absolutely fucking insane, and I agree, yeah. mankind. And we're going to be watching that match, mankind yep. and, and uh, HPK. From In Your House Mind Games, which was In Your House 10 from 1996. That's what we're going to be watching here shortly. And I might just start it because the openings uh, takes a while. Yep. Paul Bearer is his his manager. So we're going to cover all this casket, stuff. He's got to come out yeah. with a casket. You'll see all this stuff. And what we'll do, since you haven't seen this, Ryan, is we, we watch a match from the card we are covering. Okay. And then we'll watch it. We'll kind of commentate on it and watch as we are doing our other stuff. So before we start that, I also agree, Mankind, I mean – Special. I mean, Hell in a Cell, the Boiler Room stuff, anything with Kane, anything Sacco. with Taker. Sacco. Sacco's a camel clutch. It's not a new move. And right. at the same time, he did something so different with it. And mm-hmm. he was good with every – I mean, he had spots with Taker, Kane, Paul Bear, Rock. Austin. Rock and Sock Connection. Austin. Everybody. He Do you was remember Vince. Everybody. Yeah, yes. Do you remember the empty arena match with The Rock? Yes. Yeah. That was halftime heat for the yeah. Super Bowl, right? Yeah. 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 Awesome. I mean, yeah, The Rock told him he looked like 10 pounds of monkey crap in a five-pound bag. <laughs> that was a great match. And The Rock is – and we're going to talk about The Rock a little bit later. But um, what do you think, Bear? And no, I totally agree with both of you guys. Mankind, absolutely the top. His promos were amazing. I, I wholeheartedly agree with everything Ryan said. Very believable. When I was a kid, I was scared just a shit of him. More scared than Kane, more scared of The Undertaker because it was like, this dude's nuts. He's oh, crazy. Insane. And then I go back and I watch it now when I'm older, and I still think the same thing. I go, that's phenomenal. Like He plays someone who's nuts, and it is totally believable, absolutely amazing, and had amazing matches for a, a bigger guy who didn't move around that well. No, and I think probably in his real life, I think probably Mick Foley is, and Dude Love are much more similar in terms of their personalities. And that character is much more who he is as a person. You, do you remember when he came out in the Royal Rumble as all three guys? All three. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> it was amazing. Awesome. But uh, so, yes, Justin, thank you for the question. And because uh, I know Mick Foley is his favorite of all time and yours as well. So it was a perfect have, time that he brought that up. I have pictures with him and I have a couple of signed books with him. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, have a nice day. Have a nice day. That's how he signed both of his books that <laughs> I had on it. Yeah. Have a nice day. It's a lot to write. The, uh, and did he sign it Mick or Mick Foley or? I believe Mick Foley. I'll look at I, – I have him in a box. You what? know, I still haven't unpacked for my move so, almost two years ago. If, <laughs> if you if you were to rate his daughter, Noelle, on a scale of 1 to 10. I can't, and here's why. Um, I was in college when Beyond the Mat came out in theaters. I watched it twice in the movie theater in one day. Interesting. I, and Great. the scene of Dewey and Noelle crying during one of his matches – 
she's a little girl, you know? And so when I think of Noelle, I think of that little girl. It's like saying that the Olsen twins are hot for me. I grew up seeing them as Michelle from Full House. I can't look at them the way they are down. I know they're in their they're probably gross. late 20s at no, this point. No, they're they're older than me. They're 31, yeah. 32. Okay. And so yeah, I can't. They're I, close they're close to the age I of your couldn't, girlfriend. I couldn't I couldn't find them attractive because I still see them as Michelle Tanner. Yeah. And I see, yeah. I see Noel as the little girl who was crying see, at her dad's I don't match. remember beyond the mat, but I did see it later on. I watch I, it I at least think, once a year. If you had to rate her 1 to 10, um 8. 8. What about New York? 6. New York. Nah, she'd probably. I mean, I mean, you got to think she's trying to get into wrestling, so she'd be like a New York seven and seven point three. Yeah, I like it. Pretty solid. I mean, from from you know Mick Foley, he has a beautiful wife, obviously. She's gorgeous. And, yeah. and you see him, and it's like, what the hell? And here's the thing: he got with her before he became anybody. Yeah. She loves him for him. His personality. Right. I could I totally mean, yeah, imagine I can see that. Hundred percent. It's not about the money at all. For it's not her. about the looks, money. No. And, and that's good. And if you read his books, I mean, he's so into her, and they're such a super like family-oriented family. Mm-hmm. They go to like, uh, they go to this Christmas theme park every year because that's his, his shit. Christmas, you know. Cool. Yeah. I love when he played Santa, by the way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. fantastic. I, he's, he's like the most wholesome guy you could ever meet in wrestling, right. hands down. And uh, his wife has been with him through everything. And, you know, she helps him. She ties his shoes for him every day, you know, because yep. he Brandon, can't do that. Brandon would need that, but and he it's, buys Velcro and, and it's sad because all the shit he put his body through, she'll probably be pushing him around in a wheelchair one day. I'm surprised he's still walking, and that's nothing against Mick at all. It's just... The what he's put his body. I mean, you watch him walk. It's it's so hard. He walks you know, like he's an eighty year old man. He does, and he he's always said that his he believes he wrestling wise, strength wise, he was never that guy. His body was always built to kind of absorb pain. Yep. And so that's the kind of wrestler he became. And as we are starting to talk about other things, I'm going to actually start this match so okay. that we can see it. Do you and, want me to start with TLC this weekend? Well, I'm going to start with, with the Raw recap as we lead into this. Oh, man, so, that's the third thing on this agenda. Yeah, I know. We're going to run through this pretty quick. So Raw was actually really good how it opened. I don't know if you saw that. Um, so Heath Slater, as we talked about before last week, beat Rhino. Rhino is now not a quote-unquote wrestler, and Heath Slater got to keep his job. He's a referee, basically. He's a bitch for the man, which would be Corbin which is garbage, but the, the fun thing about it is the if you've seen it, kind of played along with it, Seth Rollins came out basically, and I'll, and I'll quote him. He said, and it, when you think about this, kind of people are kind of pissed off with Raw and how it's been going, and they're not happy with it. So he basically called him out and said, and like I said, I will quote, under your leadership, Monday Night Raw has sucked, and it has sucked because of you. And you want to call it Corbin his reign an abject failure and dismissive saying raw is my show and if you don't like it that's too bad if you think it's a bad if you think it's bad now it's only going to get worse for a guy like you it's been kind of trash nobody's really liked it you had the a tag team championship match by Rude and chad gable uh beat aop and with drake maverick to win the titles back so that's kind of something or to win the titles i should say and that hasn't really happened. Titles don't usually change on Raw, so they are the champs. Um, Natalia and Ruby Riot went in on TLC. Dolph Ziggler beat Drew McIntyre via pinfall. Bailey beat 
Uh, Alicia Fox via pinfall. Leo Rush beat Elias via pinfall. There was a lot of involvement there because Slater's debut as a Raw referee, and he has to help Corbin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rousey and and Nia Jax kind of went through their whole thing, and then Ember Moon and t- defeated Tamina Snuka via pinfall. So it kind of led into some of the things that's going to happen with TLC. It was a okay show, but again, nobody's really liked Raw. SmackDown's been kind of the thing lately for people. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. So, for example, on SmackDown, Ashka beat Charlotte Flair, but it was via via DQ. Daniel Bryan uh, had some welcoming. He's really playing the heel strongly now. And Mustafa Ali came out and talked to him and, and kind of fed into him. And But he beat him in a match via submission. It was a good match. I actually enjoyed it. It could have been better. Um, there was a, a rap battle between the bar and... And they were dressed like Run DMC, which is and the bar. I don't know if you know who they are. It's Cesaro and Sheamus. If you know who they are, I know who Sheamus is. Yeah, Cesaro. He's he's a fun guy. They just kind of waste him, but he's he's fun with Sheamus. And the Usos were facing off with New Day, um, who were judging it. So they were in like tuxedos. The bar came in and knocked him out. And was I like, like New Day. Right. Shane McMahon and the Miz. They beat Chip and Chad via submission. Um, pay like. The match happened because Miz said it would happen, and McMahon didn't know it, and and uh, Chip and Chad thought they were going to get paid for it. They didn't because they, you know, went went through. Um, Shane on real life, as we talk about real life, uh, he did not do good in this. So they won the match. He had a terrible triangle choke. I don't know if you saw it. It looked awful, and he botched a DDT. That is not a good thing you want to botch. No. So, uh, I mean, that has concussion written all over it. Right. And then Mysterio got some revenge on Orton later on. Um, and he, he took a 619 to the face, and that was part of what happened. And then Rusev and Jeff Hardy beat Shinsuke Nakamura and Samoa Joe via pinfall. Uh, Hardy and Joe on the outside. Nakamura went for the Kinshasa on Rusev, but was met with a Machka kick instead and so for the pinfall. So that leads us into what we talk about with. Uh, TLC. So we can kind of talk about TLC. I'll preview our stuff. So Barry is sitting at 29, 16, and 1. I am sitting at 30, 15, and 1. Brandon is at 23, 22, and 1. And Jake is at 12 and 5. Um, I am going to have to, since we got until tomorrow and Brandon didn't send me anything, I'm going to have to get his picks. And I'll make sure I get his picks so that when we're going into this, you know, we will be okay. And like I said, we're going to. Start this Shawn Michaels and Mankind match. As it starts, you'll be able to watch and follow through and see kind of the caskets coming. Um, but, so the first match we got here is, my, it's for uh, the Mixed Match Challenge. So the winners, it's it's men versus women. The winners of this uh, are men and women versing each other, so to speak. So whoever wins this match, they both, there's a men's and women's Royal Rumble at the Royal Rumble. They will both enter at number 30 whatever team wins. So you've got Mahalika, which is Ginger Mahal and Alicia Fox versus the Fabulous Truth, R-Truth, and Carmella. I can see Ginger Mahal being number 30 in the Rumble, so I'm going to take him and Alicia Fox. Sure. (laughs) We'll go with that. Go the other way for me. Fabulous Truth. Give me R-Truth and Carmella. Okay. Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre. Um, oh, I know you said McIntyre's been getting a little bit of a push here, um, but I'm going to go with Finn in this one. You? <laughs> you don't let's even go know with, who they are. No, let's go with Drew McIntyre. <laughs> I'm going to go with Drew McIntyre as well. He continues his push. 
Elias versus Bobby Lashley. This is a ladder match. I know who Bobby Lashley is. With a guitar suspended above the ring. First to get it uh, can use it as a weapon. Um, Give me Elias. Lashley will get to the... He'll get to the guitar first, miss. Elias will take care of him. I'm going to go with Elias as well because Lashley has no personality yet. <laughs> Still doesn't. They, he's got to, they got to develop him another couple of months before they let him do anything or get anything. Here's Mankind out of the Coming casket. out of the casket. I love it. Right into Shawn Michaels' pyro. Yeah. Soon to be pyro, at least. Soon to be high. You Elias. Know, you know what I think of when I see in your house? Lucha house party. Jesus. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> It's terrible. Lucha House Party is Bobby Lashley reminds me of um, Lesnar when he first came out. I mean, he had to have Paul Heyman because the guy couldn't do an interview. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And he's just gigantic. Yeah. Yeah. Now he has Leo Rush because he has Leo Rush as as his mouthpiece. Now look at He's hugging the urn. Hugging the urn. Cradling it right in the middle. Love it. Paul Bear. Percy Pringle. I like Mankind better when he had like the uh, the shirt and tie, not the all brown outfit. Yeah, <laughs> that was great when he was under Vince. That was fantastic. Yeah. And he had shirt and tie for a while. Elias and Lashley, Gary, I need your pick. Elias. Okay. The um, Bar, who are the champs, versus New Day versus the Usos, triple threat tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Um, I like the Bar, so and that's the actual place I go to drink. So I'm taking the Bar. I like New Day. They're fun. They're fun to watch. Give me uh, the bar as well. Next, Natalia versus Ruby Riot in a tables match. Um, We're going to turn this up a little bit so we can hear some Shawn Michaels. Get Ruby Riot isn't the biggest. I think Natalia puts it through a table. See with Jose Lothario. Yep. Who won a match on this card earlier? By the way, against Cornette, which was terrible. Right. Um, You took who'd you take? Natalia. You were taking same. I'm taking Ruby Riot. Okay. She got the whole Riot squad with her. They're going to put her through a table. Buddy Murphy, the champ, who I envy because he gets to have fun with Alexa Bliss, uh, versus Cedric Alexander, singles match for the WWE Cruiser Cruiserweight Championship. I feel like they've fought like a million times. I agree. Um, give me Buddy Murphy to retain. I don't think there's going to be much uh, in the way of a title switch at such a... What's the name of this pay-per-view? <laughs> Tables, Tables, ladders, ladders chairs. chairs. Yeah, TLC. they're not going to switch titles at this one. They're going to wait uh, for down the road. So, yeah. Buddy Murphy. Uh, Buddy Murphy as well. Next, Rey Mysterio versus Randy Orton in a chairs match. Ugh. Oh, God. Give me give me Orton. I don't even know why or care. I love Rey Mysterio, and I, and I but he always they always fuck him over. So, Randy Orton. Yeah, they do always fuck him over, I agree. And I'm going to take Ray Mastrio for this reason. Uh, Orton's kind of had his number the past several weeks. Give me Ray Mastrio. Seth Rollins, the Intercontinental Champ versus Dean Ambrose. Singles match for the IC Intercontinental Championship. IC IC is the Intercontinental Championship. This will probably be, aside from the triple threat match we're going to talk about later, the match of the night. I agree. I think this will be the only title change on the uh, card here, so I'm going to go with Ambrose. This is one of two I have on mine. I am also taking Ambrose. So I'm going to stick with this. They won't change titles. Okay. Not during this pay-per-view. All right. I uh, Like I said, Ambrose here. Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin. So it's a TLC match. If Strowman wins, he will get a Universal Championship match at Royal Rumble, and Corbin will be stripped of all of his authoritative power. If Corbin wins, he will become 
full-time general manager of Raw. Um, I'm going to take Strom, and I can see him. God, that's a wow, that close line over the top row. Epic. Fantastic. Um, give me Strom, and I think he'll get his title shot and lose again at the Rumble. Sean could sell like no other. Remember oh, when yeah. they had those metal? Like, I was at a lot of those shows. Well, look at that. I mean, look at the pads, too, that he's Mankind's about to rip up right now to this concrete floor that they're about to go on. Oh, look at that dropkick. Drop that was kick. awesome. He, didn't, he can't even see it coming, you know? Yeah, and he just stepped It's fantastic. Actually, a little bit later in this match, I can't remember when it is, but I think Mick Foley, or I think Mankind misses a spot, and Sean gets pissed. You'll see it. I'll bring right. it up. I watched this the other night. But, yeah, give me Strowman in this. I did not watch. I watched everything but this. Um, yes, Strowman as well. I think it's going to be a squash match because he's coming back from the elbow surgery. They're not going to let him do much, so he's just going to squash the shit out of Corbin. Yep. Sure, let's go with that. All right. Braun Strowman's that guy next to the blonde, pink-haired yeah. chick. He's yeah. on the left, the bearded fellow. Yeah. Very large. <laughs> yes. Next, Ronda Rousey, the uh, champ, the Raw Women's Champion versus Nia Jax. She ain't losing that title. No good at WrestleMania with it. Agreed. She puts asses in seats. She's going to be the champ. Stay the champ. There you go. Exactly. Next, Daniel Bryan, the WWE champion versus AJ Styles. This is going to be a bullshit finish, DQ flop finish. Styles is going to win the match, but it's going to be a DQ. Bryan will keep the belt. I... um. So, Brian, you're saying AJ wins. I'm saying he wins by, like, disqualification or something. Daniel Bryan keeps the belt. Because this isn't a TLC match, is it? Just a singles match. Right. Yeah, so Styles wins by, you know, some sort of bullshit. So, Bryan keeps the belt. I, I think Bryan wins, but cheats to win. What's all over the uh, What's all over the ring right now? What's all the glitter? Oh, that was gold dust. Yeah, he threw. He, earlier, he, he faced Undertaker. Was, uh, so it, that's Gold Dust from Gold Dust. Yes. Still later on, they can't clean the ring between no. matches. They don't do that now. Sean probably it all likes the time. it. Look, he's all glittery now. He probably enjoys that right. shit. Because he's gonna go, you know, spit it all on Sunny later. Yeah, I was about to say, pound it out there in the mirror. Pound it out. Here we go. Sweet chin music, man. Yeah, <laughs> he just dives out of the Jeez, ring. That looks like it hurt. There and he goes. Starts rocking. There we go. Rocking on the floor. Needs the urn. Needs the urn for power. Absolutely nuts. All right. Uh, yeah, what do you think? Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles. For the championship, he's going to keep the title. There you go. <laughs> yeah. All right, Becky Lynch, who's the champ, who, by the way, is the greatest thing holding SmackDown together. And against Charlotte, against Ashka in a TLC match, probably the match of the night. Hopefully it's the main. And for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I agree. I do think this will be match of the night. I think Becky Lynch comes back out with her title. Like I said, there will only be one title change. It will be the IC, Becky Lynch. I am going to go Ashka. I think Ashka pulls this title to kind of steer for Charlotte and Becky going after Ronda, which I think will be the main event at WrestleMania, those three. It should be. That would be fun. That would be great. And hopefully it leads that way because hopefully – That was it. This is it. That's the missed spot. That's what it was. Yeah, he's supposed to go jump on him in the corner, and Sean gets pissed. I yeah. knew it was in there somewhere. That was good. This is when Sean was top shit, and he was pissed off at everybody. So. Well, they said that, what did they say? That Sean was the only person that could say and do whatever he wanted to Vince at yep. all times. Yep. Ever. And and that and he did that. You can. There's a couple matches. I can't remember what other pay-per-view it is. He has one with Vader as well where he misses a spot, and he just literally yelling at him in the middle of the ring, just like he did there. 
Mankind thought he was going to the other corner. He he missed the spot. Sean just goes over and just starts yelling at him. And then I think Mankind hit him with a little slap, and it looked like Sean got him back pretty good. Now they're back in the match. It was a you know it was thirty seconds. Another back. Oh, in that's kind of like if you remember some of the missed stuff where Brock, Brock and Braun, Braun caught Brock on accident. Brock popped him. He's like, all right, bitch, if you're gonna miss this, I'm gonna pop your ass. What's crazy about this is I was looking at the entire like event, you know. And the very top of the card is is uh, uh, Triple H versus Jake Roberts for the and that was that was a dark match. Yeah. So you don't see that on. It's not even on the 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 No. So you don't see it. It's a dark match, and and Jake the Snake beat Hunter Hearst Helmsley. That's when he first came over. And another one was Farouk, who had Sonny with Mark Merrow, who was married to Sable, which Mm -hmm. is now Brock Lesnar's wife. Another one was Psycho Sid beat Vader with Jim Cornette. I don't know that I ever saw Vader win a match. He did. Like, growing up, or when I was watching in college, I don't remember Vader winning anything, ever. He just always fought Shawn Michaels, who was screwed. Isn't he yeah. like a, he's, he's like dead. an investment banker well, he was dead. in real life? Well, he wrestled until he died. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and then the other one was Savio Vega beat Marty Jannetty. At this point, he hadn't lost. And then you get to the main show, so you had Savio Vega fight... Justin Hawk Bradshaw with Uncle Zebediah. His leg off the... Oh, oh. God. His leg off the freaking steel stairs, man. That would just hurt like a bitch. That is, so this was a Caribbean strap match with Harvey Whippleman, or Bear, as yeah. Brandon calls you, as the uh, special guest referee. What did you think of that match? I mean, he, he JBL got... JBL was... That was when JB, JBL was, first and, came in. And if you actually watch that, I, I think I did. this is... Um, this is on one of Bruce and Conrad's podcasts. Um, he didn't know that ECW in front, like that was supposed to be a ploy to get him in, if you remember that. he They spit, I think uh, Sandman spit beer on Savio Vega. Yeah. Bradshaw didn't know. They said he was going to go over there and whoop his ass. Like they were, he was legit. He had no, like everyone else knew and they said someone didn't tell him. He had, Savio had to get him away with the strap because he was literally going to go over and physically start beating the shit out of him because he didn't know. He thought it was just ECW people just being assholes, so he was going to go whoop their ass. You know Bradshaw, he's a big motherfucker. Yeah, and he, You wouldn't want to mess with him. He was huge then, a lot bigger than he was later on. You wouldn't want to mess with him. No, you don't want to piss him off. What, remember what I said? <laughs> one of the things we talked about, ECW One Night Stand, which is one of the first pay-per-views we covered, mm-hmm. was amazing because I sat there and watched the whole thing because Bear said, this is my favorite pay-per-view, you must watch this. So I watched it, and my favorite thing is JBL says... I bought a ticket, you little Mexican. <laughs> talking to Ray Mysterio. It's fantastic. They talk so much shit, like Heyman talking to Bischoff. So great. You know what? You know what? The one thing with Bradshaw, though, that I think I think went on way too long. Um, they they should have just renamed it or rebranded it. When he and Farouk were the acolytes, and then they became the Acolyte Protection Agency, mm-hmm. the APA. Right. It was completely disassociated with Undertaker at that point. Just become something else. Leave Acolyte out of it. Be whatever it is you are. They're smoking cigars, playing poker, drinking beer in the back room. You know, completely completely separate from where that all started from with the Acolytes. I don't know why the WWE wasn't creative enough to put something else in there for that tag team name. Because it's, it's do your Vince. It's, well, I can't on that one. I don't, I don't even know. So if, if you were Vince God. talking about why you stuck with APA. God damn it. The APA works. <laughs> Makes money. Stay with it. Don't have to change it. Love it. Yeah, it sounds like, yeah. <laughs> That's what he would say. And if you, by the way, 
We listened to, I, I don't know, I think you might have heard part of it with me. I can't remember if you have or not. Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, who Brother was Love. Brother yeah. Love. Awesome show with Conrad. And Conrad is the basically the host, and he does it. He does 83 weeks with Eric Bischoff. Mm-hmm. He does What Happened When with Tony with Schiavone, Tony Schiavone yep, from WCW. That. And then he does Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. Awesome stuff. He missed that completely. Yep. He sold it well, though. But he did sell it. Um, that's okay, which was a drop kick to the knee. And now he looks like he's just going to bend the knee a little bit, kind of set up for that. Yep, just bend it. He was set up for the figure four, kind of, but is what it is. Um, you have in here, we, we already went through that, so let's talk about some of these other matches. So Savio Vega won that match, Yep. and he just followed and then jumped Bradshaw right and then yep. jumped over him for the last corner. Um, Jose Lothario fought in a 56-second match with Cornette. That was terrible. Awful match. Skit next. No, it's bad. Tag team match for the WWF Tag Team Championship. You had Billy and, and Bart, the smoking guns with Sonny. Who it, it was kind of a... You could see the writing on the wall. The storytelling then was so cheesy. Yeah. We're like, oh, Billy's so distracted by Sonny. And Bart's like, dude, Billy, get your head out of your ass. And then Owen and British Bulldog were the, were the faces here. Yeah. Which I didn't realize. And yep. Stone Cold came out and cut a promo, which I loved. And, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin basically, fuck you, Bret Hart. You know, I'll kick your ass and all that shit. And Owen, still the king of hearts, was so fun to watch. I loved Owen. You had Owen was great. When they had cut, and they won the titles here. And that was a really good match. It was actually the, the second to longest match on the card outside of this match that we're currently watching, Mankind and HBK. And so the, this is 1996, though, right? Right, yeah. Right. Back when Sonny was, like, Name and attractive and stuff. Oh my god! She made like an adult film, yeah. literally four years ago. Awful, something like that. It's awful, right? Yep. No, I've seen it. I've seen, and she looks like <laughs> me too. She I looks mean, like somebody's mother or mother-in-law and at she's the like, trailer park. Yeah, yeah. Rah. It's really bad. I I kind of feel bad for I, her. Does she need the money that badly? Do we need a, a GoFundMe for Sunny? Have you seen? And Sean was the one that was porking her back in the day. Have you seen his wife? No, I don't care. I think a lot of people probably were porking her back in the day. Oh, Allegedly probably. Brett was, and she was with Chris Candido. If yeah. you read any, like, have you read China's memoir, Johnny no. Lauer's? She talks about everything that goes on back there. And, I mean, in the 90s, it was just, that's what it was. Everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they and they admit to that. And, you know, Sean, if you see, obviously, he's a born-again Christian, and I think you stick by this because you can see he's a completely different human being. Right. And he is, you got... Mankind trying to get... Feeling back into his knee there. Yeah, and Sean was just a dick, and it's just funny to see how he is now. But he is married to, what was her name? She was a Nitro girl. She was a Nitro girl. Rebecca is her name. Rebecca Hickenbottom now. And uh, Whisper, maybe, was her name. She is is good looking. She's very good looking. And um, now he lives in Florida. He was in San Antonio forever. That's where his home was. Now he's in Florida. Um, But just to go back into this, so Owen... Fun to watch. Bulldog, he, they, they had good chemistry as a tag team, and they got the tag titles. Yep. It, it was a okay match. Sonny quit after the match. Yeah. And then I can't remember if it was before this or after this where you saw Razor and Diesel in the back. Yeah, beating up Savio, I think, right? Razor Ramon. But it was fake Razor and fake Diesel. because at this JR point, was bringing them back because they went to WCW. Isn't Glenn, ja- Glenn Jacobs fake Diesel? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah, that was before he was before Kane. Before Kane, yep. This is a year before Kane. 
Do you remember when he was Dr. Isaac Yankum? Yes. Yep. Yes. Jerry Lawler's, Jerry Lawler's dentist. Great. Yes. They they showed that and you're like, oh, this was this was September, I believe, right? Was yeah, this September this of 96? September. Yeah. So this is three months or two months after the whole, they, they left to go to WCW. So yeah, that was after Bash of the Beast, the turn. Right. I'm glad you brought up Sean Higginbottom. Um, what wrestler do you think has the most unfortunate real name? Well, he's Michael Hickenbottom. Michael, that's it. Yep. Sean, Michael Sean Hickenbottom, I think is his name. Uh, Paul Levesque, Phil Brooks. Isn't it Jean Paul? No, Levesque? his name's Paul Levesque. That was his. That, that was, was one, one of, of his. Yeah, one of his, his personas when yeah, he came gotcha. to WC. When he came to WWF, he said Ric Flair basically told him, "You're gonna be a French guy," because his name was Terror Rising. Yeah. In WCW. Check out his thing on the network. I'll give you. All, I can give you the credentials. His uh, "Thy Kingdom Come," awesome. Okay. About how he came up, like that he has been married to the business since he came up. Like he would since go to. He was like a teenager, right? Yeah. He would go to WCW Power Plant. He was a main guy, and he would still go to that all the time because he wanted to learn. Yep. And Flair basically told him, "You're going to be a French guy. Your name's going to be John Paul. Your your name's Levesque, right?" And he's like, "Levesque, yeah, yeah, that's it." And he's like, whoa, what about the voice? He's like, ah, oh, that's you. You come up with it. So he became John Paul Levesque, had broken English, and, and his real name is Paul Levesque. But back to your thing. Unfortunate names. Oh, gosh, I would have to think about that. Dwayne Johnson, no, that's kind of no. Terry Balea. <laughs> Terry yeah. Balea is kind of lame. Hulk Hogan. Uh, yeah, but you I mean. Everybody yeah, knows it, him as Hulk. Exactly. You can't beat Hulk Hogan, so any name besides that would be lame. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. No, his I mean, is a badass. That's a powerful name. Yeah, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. That's a badass name. I don't know. What do you got? Unfortunate names. That's why I asked you. Oh. <laughs> Michael Hickenbottom. Um, no, that's a bad one. Um, Paul Bearer's real name. Um, it, well, Percy Prince. We had this discussion. Yes. That's not his real name, though. That's one of his other states. It's like Mike Knox. Oh, is yeah. his actual name? Yeah, Percy Pringles. Percy is Pringles. Another terrible. wrestling name. Um, we have. I mean, Undertaker's Mark Calloway. Yeah, Colby Lopez. He used Seth to wrestle Rollins. as Marvelous Mark Calloway yep, at right? one point in time. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, Glenn Jacobs. It's not the greatest name ever. But no, he's a that mayor guy now, sounds so. like your accountant. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a mayor or, or your mayor. Right. What's like Mick one? Foley's name is Mick Foley. He is yep. Michael Foley. Like Steve Austin was Steve Williams, so and he yeah, had not to, much yeah, because of Doctor Death, Steve Williams, he had to change it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick Flair, Rick Flair, Richard Flair, yeah, Richard Flair. Steve Borden is Sting. Yeah, Randy Poffo is Randy Savage. My, yeah, Macho Man. Um, who else did we have? Scott Steiner really is Scott Steiner. It's Scott Rex Steiner. It's like Rex Steiner. It's something slightly but different. He and his brother that were both wrestlers, what at Iowa? No, Michigan. 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 Yeah, no, they, they trained it. in Toledo. Yeah, they they trained in Toledo under uh, the Great Sheik or how something about, like that. How about Sergeant Slaughter, Robert Remus? That's pretty bad. Uh, oh no no no. Uh, what was Lex Luger? He was Lawrence Wendell or Larry Fole? Like P-F-O-E-L or something? Yeah, O-H-L? But, yeah. yeah. Superfly Snucka is James Ryer. How did Luger die? Drug overdose? He's, he's, he's alive. He's alive. It, but Miss Elizabeth, Elizabeth died of overdose. Died with in, him, right? Yeah, in, yeah. His, in his house. Big Van Vader, Leon White. Yep. Uh, James, Jim Helwig, we know who that is. That's a uh, uh, warrior, right? Right. Jake the Snake. Is it Jake Roberts? It's, it's a, not Jake a, Roberts. It's Aurelian Smith. Yeah, he's probably got the weirdest. 
Aurelian Smith? That's, Aurelian. A, that's a redneck hillbilly name right oh, there. Oh, he's heavy. How about AJ Styles? Uh, You'll love his first name. What? Alan. Alan Jones. Oh, Jesus. Kurt right Hennig, we know who that is. Yeah, oh, Mr. Mr. Perfect. Philip Jack Brooks. CM Punk. Please tell me Arn Anderson is really Arn Anderson. Uh, like how about this? No, this. <laughs> this wins. This is the winner. Ricky the Dragon Steamblo- Steamboat. Oh, I don't even know. Dick Blood. Yep. <laughs> Worst name. Or best, best it's, name. It's Richard Blood, but Dick Blood. Dick Blood. No, I'm going by Steamboat. <laughs> Dick yep. Blood. I like the fact that his first name is Dick and his last name is Blood, and he's a wrestler, and he chooses to change his last name. <laughs> Steamboat? Like, if you're going to be a wrestler, Blood is a badass last name. You already got that going Ricky for you. Blood. What's your real right. name? Dick Blood. He should have been Dick Blood. Whoa. Uh, look at that. When he ties himself the in there. That's awesome. See, you guys weren't little kids. Uh, you guys are younger than me. I remember he puts the watching. Claw in wild choking. Oh, God. You know what Trisha's but, real name is? Similar. What? Trish Stratus? Patricia. Oh. Strat- Strategious. Yeah. I remember being a little kid, and wrestling used to be on on Saturday mornings, and um, they'd show it with cartoons. And I remember watching. The entire arena would go dark, and then all of a sudden you'd hear his music, and then he would breathe fire in the ring. And back then, that was such a big deal. Like now, Wait, that who was that? Ricky Steamboat. Ricky Steamboat, Dick okay. Blood. Yeah. Dick Blood. Do you know... Uh, that was good theater when you were a kid. When you were a kid, Ricky Steamboat's entrance was like top five. Do you know uh, Dusty Rhodes' real name? Dusty Runnels, right? Virgil. Virgil Runnels, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, how about Roddy Piper? You remember his? Something brood or Richard. Roderick Tombs. Tombs. That was close. Tombs, brood, something like that. He's that sounds a, like an old man who doesn't want you to like step on his grass. He don't go to Mister Tombs' house and he, step on his lawn. He's he gives the, out laffy taffy uh, every Halloween. That guy's a fucking creep. Chair <laughs> to the hand. Um, you know he he has one of the most one of the greatest movies with a cult following. They live. Oh yeah. I awesome came here movie. to uh, kick ass and chew gum. And I'm all out of gum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Piper, movie. by the way, the episode I wasn't on, Piper was my pick for the man who never had the strap and should have. Yes. And Arn Anderson was up there, too. He was in your top three. I can't hear. Do you guys ever watch Tosh.0? Oh? Yeah. Yes. He calls out Arn Anderson all the time. He's yep. like, Arn Anderson, son of a bitch. <laughs> Every time I hear the name Arn Anderson, I immediately put the put son of a bitch after his name because of Daniel Tosh. Well, Chris, uh, Chris Jericho, you know his? His dad was a hockey player. Chris Irvine. Chris Irvine, right, yeah. Arn Anderson. His real name is Martin Anthony Lundy. Nope. Arn Anderson is who he is. Why would you change your name to Arn Anderson? I mean, well, that seems like such it. a normal guy name. But they don't pick it. I know. The it promoters pick the promoters, it. The bookers, yeah. yeah. Vince, like, he's <laughs> when he just looks at people. He comes up with a dumb... What was Stone Cold going to be originally? We talked about this. He had some shitty awful Wasn't he like form. Sterling Golden or something like that? Or was that that was going to be Hawk at first? Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't. It was something bad. Like, I can't remember exactly what it was. Yeah, but he it was from his like mom or something like that said, your, your tea's going to get stone cold. And that's when he got it from right. there. I can't remember what it was before. I mean, he had the ringmaster. For yeah, like his thing. wife. No, his wife at the time was British. Yeah, that's what right. it was. Yeah, and she, wife, she told him that his tea was going to get stone cold. He's like, well, that's what I'll be stone cold, Steve Austin. And yep. we just had a big flip from uh, Mankind on HBK. Yeah, because his first stint in the WWE, he was a he was a tag partner. He was not a, a, a solo performer. 
And it wasn't until he got over the WCW and he was really pissed about getting fired. And you do out, he'd play with like these little figures and he'd make these it little was EC, plays. Yeah, ECW. Yeah, ECW. It was after he got fired from Bischoff by yeah. FedEx. Yeah, and yeah, then he and went he to ECW would, and cut those great promos. And he basically, that's where Stone Cold was born, was that character came from that. Right. And now we have Stone Cold E.T., Stone, which is the greatest Stone Cold E.T. wants a cheeseburger. Oh, God, that's great. Stone Cold E.T. When he eats French fries. When he eats his holiday donut in his car through his <laughs> E.T. mask, I lose it every time. <laughs> it's so good. Because the drive through people keep motioning him to, to come on, get the well, fuck out of here. <laughs> it's so good. So back to this card. Mark Henry beat Jerry Lawler uh, by submission, five minutes. Undertaker Goldust. Uh, Goldust with Marlena, who was Terry Reynolds, right? Yep. His wife yep. in real life. Marlena, when you think of her, and we have a question later about that, like Mandy Rose is like Marlena now. So that was a final curtain match. Undertaker won that. And then, of course, we've got the Shawn Michaels match that we're going on to right now, which we'll keep covering as we continue on this card because this show is running longer than we thought. Oh, gosh. So, Jason DeBate, he said, apparently Goldust had some work done and is now wrestling under the gimmick of Mandy Rose. Thoughts or comments? I don't understand what he's saying this for. No, I don't understand the question. Zero thoughts or comments. I, it's probably got to be some sort of joke or rib on this at some point. I don't know. I, it's still I know, I know they were in a mixed tag team together, like, and he asked her out on a date or some garbage. Mandy Rose is, like, attractive. I don't understand. I mean, Goldust wore some attractive lingerie you'd probably be into. So so how old were no. you guys in 1996? You would, you're not into lingerie? You were nine? That's right. No, for, with, no, with Goldust in it. I didn't say that. I said in attractive lingerie. But Bear, how old right. were you in 96? Five. Five. Okay, so you don't remember this probably as well. Gold Dust used to make people incredibly uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. No, I remember. When, when he first came out, he played to that, you know, it was the, he still the does androgynous, that. but at the time, it was a, it was a very different society. Yeah. And in 1996, people were not comfortable with Gold no, Dust. No, you're absolutely right. Because now they have somebody, his name, who is awesome, by the way, Velveteen Dream. We talk mm-hmm. Ovaltine Dream, as you call Ovaltine, him. Ovaltine, yep. Phenomenal. And he is the same type of... Type of character, yeah, not, type of character, yeah, not but not that creepy. Right? He's not that creepy. Like his, his tights at one of the he's in NXT and he's only twenty two and he's he's great. And it, one of his his pants, like he has spray painted on his pants, which was an awesome play. It said, "Call me up, Vince," meaning call him or call him up to the main roster. Right, great. Like and and Triple H Paul said, "Go ahead," and he claimed, "Oh, I didn't know." He just did. That. I'm like. Dude, no, fuck he, you. He's the one that like, made him do it. You may, yeah, he made him do it. The only an NXT takeover, which was great. And if you don't watch it, watch NXT. I tell him all the time. Mm-hmm. They had for their takeover pay per view more viewers than Survivor Series did. Wow! On the same weekend. Wow! Which doesn't surprise me. Their talent is incredible. Oh, and yeah. these, well, these kids are hungry. And, and they're not a beat lot of in, and some yeah. are indie guys, and they like uh, Tommaso Ciampa's the champ. He fought Velveteen Dream, and then Ricochet. You had we watched the the uh, War Games match. Yep, Ricochet did a double backflip off the top rope onto about ten guys. Now you just had the nip up. Yep, the flip well, up from Shawn Michaels. NXT is probably the equivalent of what ECW was when it first started because ECW, WCW, yeah. and WWE were seen as being mainstream marketed wrestling. Towards a very certain audience, and ECW came in, and Paul Heyman just kind of said, "You know what? Fuck everybody else. We're going to do our own thing, and it's going to be unique." And their fans were rabid. 
Rob Van Dam, I know you you know most most fans won't remember the way Rob Van Dam used to wrestle. You remember what song he came out to originally in uh, ECW? Walk by yeah. Pantera. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or Taz. I mean, Taz in the ECW was a completely different wrestler than he was in WWE. I agree. I think if Paul Heyman wasn't a scumbag and paid his guys, that they would have been bigger than WCW, and they yeah. would have been the ones competing with WWE. But The only ones who kind of stayed true to themselves, I mean, well, there were a couple, but I mean, the Dudley boys were essentially still the Dudley boys when they came, right. came over. Agreed. Um, but it was such a, just this brand, and uh, maybe oh, NXT right is more like table. that. What a great oh. spot. He's... His body, I just, I don't get it. I that don't was, get how you walk that's away. That's it, from he's that. dead. This is amazing, too. I mean, just right, you know, from the top top turnbuckle, right through the table is Michael Spence. And look at Vince on there seeing if Sean's okay. And the tables are not gimmicked, I, I, I don't feel. I, because they, all their equipment's on it. I mean, that's not light equipment. That's no, all, not And it's then. all on and it's all running. Those are hard tables. I mean, that's like a picnic. Look at this. Watch this. I mean, they're going to show the replay. Just Michaels just switches in the midair. I mean, that's back right off of a table. And you're right. There's no way that's gimmick. That's that's the table you would eat picnic at, you know, right. when you had the family over for 4th of July. Those are the tables you set up. Like, yeah. those are hard as shit. It's just and now you got a 350-pound guy carrying a 280-pound guy. Or what was Michaels there? Probably about 220. 220. Yeah. He's about six, every bit of throwing. Oh, super God, kick shit. right off, uh, right to the top chair rope. off the face. This is um, impressive. Jeez, this is insane. But he, uh, the next one was. Did you see the Seth Rollins opening a Raw? You missed the Hulk. We, oh, did I miss that? Yeah, well, we, Hulk returned. Sorry, will Hulk return to TLC? Will anyone care if he returns? It seems that the current storyline plans to have a vacant GM of Raw spot. Hulk would be a good fit? Question mark. I don't know. Did you see? I mean, they Vader completely wasted in. him at Crown Jewel. He was at well, the beginning, and then that was it. Well, there was a point behind that, though. The the prince of Saudi Arabia is a big 80s nostalgia guy. And Hulk Hogan, they just brought him back essentially that week because Dana Bryan wasn't going to do it. But that was yep. more for homophobia-type reasons yeah. because he's against what they say about homophobia. Paul Bearer with the urn to the back of the head. And then who else was – who Cena, else did – Cena didn't go. go. Yeah, for the same type of reasons. Yep. The Bella men. Um, oh, here comes but those guys have the power the to say no. You know what I'm saying? Daniel Bryan and My John dad's Cena can say, I'm not going to an event right. because they're high enough in the company where they can. A lot of these mid-card and low-card wrestlers, they have to go, no matter your politics of the Middle East. Right. Yep. They earn. Um, but to be honest with you, I think that would be – if they had to push to Hold get – Hold the earn upside down. If, if he is. If, but if you had – he's getting the mandible call ready – if you had to get a GM in there, if Corbin loses, I mean, why not Hulk Hogan? You're going to bring in ratings every week just from that name. Hogan, I agree. I can you see know. it. I could see it happening. Mandible Claw. Mandible Claw coming down. All right, go to your Seth Rollins one now. Uh, yeah, I agree with Hulk, though. Seth Rollins opening a Raw. This is. Uh, talked about this a little bit. This is what I took from his scripted words. We, the WWE, understands that Raw is complete trash. And we were working to make it better. But until then, sorry about the horrible programming. Do you guys ever did you guys hear the same thing? I listened to it. Yes. It's trash. They basically acknowledged it's trash. And it's gonna be trash. I'm so, Undertaker out it, of the casket. It's gonna be trash until Triple H takes over. Honestly. I agree. How well, did he get in the casket? Exactly. Uh, you know, it's under mystery. It, it, he came from under the ring. Don't ruin it. It's like Santa. Don't I understand it. that, but I mean you gotta think too. He wrestled earlier, so how do you get under the ring? Right, and like he, he was literally the match before this one. Yeah, he was under there then. So he went under the ring immediately. They go to the black spot, do the whole thing, and then went back under. 
That guy's been chilling under the ring for the last half hour. It's like, did you hear, you ever see that? Like Hornswoggle, I watch some of this stuff. They do that. I can't remember what show it is, but he's like, dicks are cool. And he's like, Mark Carano. And he said, dick. He left me. He's like, is that because he left you under the ring one time? And he said, yes. That's so Michael's good. Michael's one. Yep. Count out. By, yeah, count out DQ, something like that. Who knows? That's bullshit. Fully had the mandible claw. He had choked him out. He was done. But why Jeremy wanted us to watch this, I think, is because I'm, it's amazing. Yeah. Mick it, Foley's amazing. I'm more impressed, too, that, you know, Taker would have to get in there by climbing under the ring up the casket to lay in there correctly. Right. Like, that's crazy. That's hard to do to position yourself in a casket like that. I agree. And, uh... I'm not a, a fun... huge. I'm not a huge Michaels fan. Like, and, and I respect he his was career. My favorite. I know he was. Yeah. <laughs> I respect his career, um, but I don't feel like he took the. I, I I feel like he exploited his position in the company. Oh, he did to get what he wanted. And he whereas that. a guy like a guy like Mick Foley just had to bust his ass, yep. you know, and really just had to take a beating. Every fucking week. And but I got to give him credit. Didn't have the body, didn't have the look. But I got to give him credit because they had several guys. Like Brett was there until, you know, a year after this. You had Brett. You had guys that could be top guys. but And he worked for it because he was there in the late 80s. He was in the Rockers. Right. And then he worked his ass off for it too. And he got there. Yep. And then he basically, you know, he knew he was hot shit. But Vince could have told him to fuck off at he any did, time. He did quite a bit. And he did. He did. But he knew... But Sean stayed there. He was the guy that did not leave to go to WCW. He was true to Vince, and he still is to this day. Yep. And he just came out of retirement like we know. And he did it more for his friend, and he got paid, bank for it. So they talk about he's showing his ass tattoo. Well, he come out of WrestleMania. There's talk of it. He might come out. They're saying he would fight Daniel Bryan is, the, nah. is what's talked about right now. Because, Anybody care? No, um, not now. Because they're saying AJ Styles might fight Orton. I'm like, yeah. way to waste AJ Styles. All right, let's get through these questions. Yeah, I agree. So the match is over. We've already yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All way right. over Seth, where we need to be. Seth Rollins also went on a rant about Brock and how he doesn't make appearances or wrestle. The crowd was very much into hearing about Brock not working and was in agreement with Seth. I'm thinking WWE is, starting, is smart by going with Brock's schedule. Everyone wants to see him, so why not only book Brock on pay-per-view? Seems like brilliant brilliant. brilliant business strategy to me perhaps they should schedule other talent same way your thoughts same subject when is otl sports podcast wrestling edition going to have a pay-per-view perhaps brandon will make an appearance if you schedule a pay-per-view so is he comparing brandon to brock lesnar That's yeah we can call him like, brock right? yeah let's call him brock call, call him brock they're both yeah. way about the same right yeah uh yeah well, just, no, Brandon's probably a little more. Just different body types. Yeah. <laughs> just in different places. Yeah. 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 He's still... Okay, so he is no longer Brandon. He's Brock. Brock. Okay, so... Um, I don't know. I think I feel like that's what WCW did a lot. That's why they went under, because they had their stars not come to Nitro and not come to Thunder, and they'd show up on pay-per-views, and there'd be boring matches. There's no storyline, so I don't totally but agree bro- with that. I'm half and half with it. Brock, I think it's getting old now. It's happened for so long. I think yeah. it's getting old with Brock. I think it's pissing people off. Like I just don't have the title on. As a fan, you are wasting all this talent on Raw, who want the title, and the only reason they give it to Brock is because Roman's gone. It's like you got to have another guy there. You got Finn Balor there, who had it before he got hurt. You got Seth Rollins there, and maybe they're saving Seth to beat Brock at Mania to put the title on him. I could see that. We'll see. So, 
Um, and as far as uh, going to have a pay-per-view, we're going to sponsor a bowl game. I guess we'll sponsor a pay-per-view while we're at it. What would our paper? You know what? I want a follow-up question from Jason on this. What would the pay-per-view consist of? I want to know that. That's what I want to know. What do you? If we had to do a pay-per-view, what the hell are we going to do? Call it Family Jewels. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by Over the Grown Ups Podcast. We'd get eight viewers. Probably. And uh, so you guys have your picks in for the match victors, but what are your picks for wrestlers being legit hurt during TLC? So going back up to the card, um, the girls, I think, get hurt. Eh, they probably always do. I think Rey Mysterio gets hurt. He's always hurt. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's legit. Um, Leo mean, Rush is going to get hurt because he's going to take a guitar from Elias. Braun? I mean, he's, he's already come, hurt. I'm saying he's coming back from injury, so it's very possible. Over under three. Three people. Ugh. I go under, but I say two. Two. That's what I was going to say. You? How many people get hurt? Uh, let's say two. All right. We're all agreeing some two. Fair. Next, perfect discussion with Jeremy. What is your favorite submission hold? Uh, this is an unpopular decision. The cripple or crossface. Has nothing to do with Benoit or that. It's, I think it's a great move. I always like the purple or crossface. One of my favorites. Have you guys, you guys have, I'm assuming at some point in time, done some of these with your friends? Of course. Yes. Right. Sharpshooter is fucking brutal. Well, now, now, wait a minute. We do not call it the sharpshooter on this show. It is called the Scorpion Deathlock. No okay. one here likes Bret Hart. Brandon's not here. Fuck Bret Hart. It's Sting. It's the Scorpion Deathlock. Sharpshooter or I, the figure four leg lock is yes. Re- Ridiculously and it painful. hurts. And if it you reverse so it, bad. have you ever reversed it? No. When you reverse it, it does hurt the other person. I've been put in a Boston Crab by a man much larger than me before. About made me cry. Bad. That hurt, too. Not the best. Yeah, and... Um, Freaking sucks. I was going to say... I, I was going to say the figure four, or the scorpion death lock. Um, favorite submission? His was... Jeremy's was always probably Bob Backlund's cross-faced chicken wing. <laughs> Or the million dollar dream, most painful. Well, he's been into the figure I like the four. Million dollar dream, and it's hard to imagine many more painful than the figure four. Yeah, walls of Jericho, figure so, four. Yep, what? and that's a Boston Crab. You know, walls right. of Jericho. Yeah, the just figure. more standing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the walls is is big. He also said he liked the full Nelson too. It's old school move, and liked when the master lock brought I was it back. Just gonna ask that the master lock. And he said he would put his brother in that move a lot. <laughs> So that was pretty good. Paul Nelson's a great move yes. because they can't do anything. You're completely shut down from Agreed. using your arms. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. And uh, so which which move do you think would hurt the most? We kind of said that. I think figure four. Yeah, I Are we going with submissions that hurt the most or what like move in Submission. general? Yeah, because this is based on submissions. Because uh, I'm, I'm definitely thinking a five-star frog splash hurts more than anything. Well, Grayson gives me the froggy splash off the couch. <laughs> that's what he calls it. We named it the froggy splash. I mean, I have shit. to put a pillow on because this little 50-pound kid's going to kill me from 10 feet away. Who yeah. used to headbutt people in their junk from the top rope? I forget. Oh, that's uh, Devon. Yeah, that, yeah, okay. That hurts the most. Um, <laughs> figure four leg lock second for me. Take, have you taken a lot of headshots to the nuts? No, I just know that if you're going to dive at my nuts from the top rope a good 12 feet away and you, and you weigh every bit of 300 pounds, that's the move that's going to suck the most. I agree. So the last thing we have here uh, to end the show is the top three Dwayne Johnson movies. By the way, the name of this episode is Dick Blood. I like it. All right. I like it. That's the name of the pay-per-view, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. 
I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call Devon up. You gonna and show up, we'll Ryan? Just, it's like in your house tent. Dick blood three. Dick blood in your house. <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Top three Dwayne Johnson movies. I did. Anybody have honorable mention? No. No. I did. Um, the Tooth Fairy. No, he had. So this year he had Rampage and Skyscraper and, and Fighting with My Family and Hobbs and Shaw come out next year. Jungle Cruise and Boss Baby two in twenty twenty. Um, honorable mention the whole Fast and Furious series for me because he's just great in it and faster is honorable mention. So three, Walking Tall, Pain and Gain, three is Central Intelligence. Central Intelligence two, Pain and Gain. Love that movie. The Rundown. Pain and gain for me. One. This is a tough one for me. Um, does I he barely was in it, um, and it was um, the other guys. I, oh, you know, that's great. I just with, he, with he Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. He cameoed in the first ten minutes of it. So does that count? Oh, Sam Jackson. They jump off the building. Yeah, no, I will count that. I, I like the rundown. The rundown is really good. Yeah, rundown for me is number one. This is not going to be popular at this table, but it shows off just what a treasure and a talent he is. Moana. I haven't seen it, to be honest with you. And I'm not against he it. He sings. It's great. He sings. You're welcome. He's funny. He is goddamn, like, enjoyable. He is just... And it's... it's I don't know. There's there's a charm to him in pretty much any movie that he's in. Right. But it's, like, doubled as he's this animated, fat Samoan guy who looks a lot like Rikishi, his cousin, <laughs> by the way. Right. I'll have to see that one. That'll you be have a to good see one. It. Yes. And uh, so as we run through and thank our sponsors, you want to thank them for us? Sure. Uh, All Wear Sports, the OG, Crandall's Quality Lawn Care, Cassandra at PNC, please see her, get that credit score up, or just help her with your banking needs. Oh, Ben at Charlie's Dodge, and I always forget the people at Verizon. Oh, uh, Tim and Stephanie. Tim and Stephanie at Verizon. So, I'm sorry, Tim and, and Stephanie. And thank you to all the sponsors, and uh, sorry to, to those people wherever you said Albuquerque. Can't help them out. And this Saturday morning, it's a great day. No Buckeyes football today. That's odd. No shows for us to do. So. You should listen to the, uh, after this podcast, the Grown Ups on SoundCloud and Spotify. Start with episode five. Can I do that with my uh, headphones in at the mall while I have to do my Christmas shopping? You should. I, it's, yeah, in fact, the five is the toy episode. Yes, okay, that is yeah. a great one. Yeah. And and you will like it and they have a great song by Night Beast, the grown it's called The Grown Up, right? Yeah, they wrote it just Beast. for us, yeah. And and they're in uh out of Dayton's Dayton. Dayton's premier party band, yeah. Yes. Okay. And and Wes, who you know does uh does our, our stuff, you know, we went to school with Wes. Great guy, love him. Um, thank you to him as well. And as always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Don't forget we have WrestleMania twenty three next week. Don't get your dick blood on me. Dick blood in your house. <laughs> <laughs>